Welcome, everyone, to another episode of What Exit Jersey Stories. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Franco. With me always, Pete is Riario. Pete Riario. Well, not last and, week, but. Well, yeah, except last week. Always except last week. Mm-hmm. And today uh, we have a very uh, special uh, guest, uh, one of my longtime friends, and an awesome guy, an awesome uh, football coach, and uh, and a great teacher. This is Mr. Stan Miles. Hi, everybody. Thanks for me having me on your podcast. Oh, well, we're glad to have you here today, Stan. And uh, yeah, today's subject is is something I think we're all familiar with. Um, no matter whether you're in Jersey or out of state, you've probably heard of the Meadowlands. Um, very quick, everybody, what, what, what is the Meadowlands? It's a complex. <laughs> <laughs> One second, Chabs, uh, Stab Chief. Uh, I guess the first thing that would come to mind, the Meadowlands, it's the kind of almost like the center area of north of northern New Jersey. OK, you, you, you both have pieces of it. Well, well the Met- different, different sporting, uh, you know, event areas uh, mm-hmm. at the racetrack. We've right. got MetLife Stadium. That's correct. And. What else do we have, Nick? Round it well, up. We, we have what's called now the the the, the Meadowlands Arena, for, formerly uh, other names. Mm-hmm. Which you'll go into. And also we have uh, that thing called the American Dream uh, Mall, but we're not going to really talk much about that today. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but but just to, just so everyone knows, also the Meadowlands. Before we had an arena and a stadium and a and a uh, racetrack and 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 a a crazy mall. Um, well, the the Meadowlands is actually it's a, a um it's that whole system of wetlands in northeastern New Jersey, like uh, a few miles west of uh, New York, and um it's 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 about like eighty four hundred acres. <laughs> so uh, it you have parts of uh, Kearney, Jersey City, North Arlington, Sea Caucus, Lynnhurst. Rutherford, East Rutherford, Carlstadt, North Bergen, Moonaki, Ridgefield, South Hackensack, and Little Ferry all comprise parts of the Meadowlands. But today we're going to specify a part of the Meadowlands, which is the Meadowlands Sports Complex. And uh, do, do you guys know which of those towns that I mentioned the sports complex resides in? Uh, East Rutherford, I think. You are right, Stan. Yep, it's located in East Rutherford, part of Bergen County, uh, and it's owned and operated by the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority. That Now, we already went over the pieces that make it up. It's the stadium, the racetrack, the arena, and the mall. Do any of you guys know how this whole thing came to be? You know, again, the Meadowlands was a bunch of wetlands before. Do you know how all of a sudden we went from wetlands to sports complex? <laughs> no, I wondered how the heck did, uh, you know, what was that really the prime location to build those facilities? Well, Probably apparently, expensive, yeah. I'm guessing, right? Expense have something to do with it, considering there was not much else to be put there at the time, maybe? Yeah, I, I think you're both on, on the right track there. Yeah, um, probably a little less expensive. Uh, the area itself was undeveloped. So, you know, what best place to put something than in the middle of a swamp? I mean, um, <laughs> mm. well, let, let, let's let's go over a little of how it came to be. Like in the uh, mid '60s, um, leaders in New Jersey wanted us wanted a sports complex in the Meadowlands. So they can lure an F- NFL team from New York. So they created the New Jersey Sports and Exp- Exposition Authority, and the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority law was passed in '71 and signed by the governor, which was at that time William T. Cahill. Now it's important to know that William T. Cahill only served one term. <laughs> And, and we'll see what happened because of that. Um, the first chairman of the, uh, the the authority 
was uh, David A. Sonny Warblin, who, I don't know if you're familiar with him, Chief. He used to be the former president of the Jets. I was not. Yes, Sonny Warblin. Well, they made him the first chairman of the uh, Sports Authority. So, it's 71, 72, and... You just hired the former president of the Jets to be the head of your authority. What do you think he did? Who who do you think he uh, worked with to to get a deal done? The um, Denver Broncos. Oh, oh you're, you're close. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> really? um, <laughs> he 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 uh, kind of make a deal with the New York Giants, not the Jets. <laughs> okay. So at that time, uh, the Giants used to play in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. But he was able to make a deal with the Giants to come to this, you know, tract of land, the Meadowlands, that there was no stadium there. There was nothing there. But yeah, let's make a deal. And, you know, the, uh, the, the first tenant, if you want to say, you know, that was signed was the Giants. Uh, they broke ground on both the racetrack and Giant Stadium in November of 72. Now, to to get things ready for the, the oncoming uh, traffic, they also had to change parts of the turnpike. The, this is how... Um, do you guys ever take uh, the turnpike and take the Western Spur? I've taken both. Yeah, I've taken both as well. Yeah. Okay, well, that Western Spur with with exit 16W uh, came to be because of the building of the Meadowlands uh, Sports Center. Huh. It, wow. it, it didn't exist before. They also uh, upgraded Route 3 and Route 20. Another another uh, <laughs> another number to remember. So finally, construction is done. And in 76, September 1st, want to take a guess on which piece was done first and opened? Route 3? Which piece? Uh, of the sports complex. Oh, I thought you were meddling with the highway. <laughs> oh, no, no. The, the, the highways were, were, were done at this point. No, in other words, that they were I would say that the, the track, maybe? You're right, Stan. Yep. Yeah. The Meadowlands Racetrack opened September 1st, 1976, and uh, drew a capacity crowd of 42,133 for the initial opening. Wow. Close after it, Giant Stadium opened on October 10th uh, for the fifth game of the Giant season that year. And 76,042 fans watched the Giants lose to the Cowboys 24 to 14. But as you got, uh, you're both Giants fans, right? I, was, yeah. I, I don't want to say I'm a Steelers fan, so. Oh, it's okay. But I do like the Giants. I root for them. Okay, there, there we go. Well. Yeah. We got Dallas back at the opening of their new stadium, AT&T Stadium. We, we, we beat them for their opening, 33-31. Nice. <laughs> um, in 77, uh, they made plans to expand that sports complex and to build an arena because at the time, the New York Nets were then signed to come to New Jersey. So what what best place to put them but a new arena? So July 2nd, 1981, the arena opened. Do you know its first name? The Brendan oh. Byrne? Bing. Yeah. You got it. The Brendan Byrne Arena, named for the sitting governor. Oops. Right. <laughs> yeah, that uh that that guy uh, William T K Hill. Yeah, he only got to you know, play for the first. Uh, he only got one term. Too bad he would have actually had. Uh, he would have had his own arena. The possibility of the the uh, the Cahill Arena. Right. <laughs> I like Brendan Burns. Sounds better. Yeah, yeah. It it, it has a better uh, ring to it. Definitely. So, 
the way it opened on July 2nd, 81, was the first of six sold-out shows by, anyone want to take a guess, uh, <laughs> what musician? Springsteen. You're right, Stan. Yeah. Yes. Well, you got to figure, 81. Bon Jovi really didn't hit it big yet. Yeah, so, that is true. Yeah, Springsteen already had the following, so... Yeah, so he opened with six sold-out shows at the arena. Wow. Now, the, the arena went through a, a bunch of name changes uh, you know, throughout the, the, the uh, years. Um, it became the Continental Airlines Arena in 96. As you know, uh, Continental Airlines became the sponsor because they had a big hub at Newark Airport. Then uh, got renamed again in 2007 as the IZOD Center. Then um, when things uh, kind of got bad after a while, it just became known as the Meadowlands Arena. <laughs> well, so, very unique name. Oh, yes. Very, very unique. Now, we're, we're going to jump from, uh, from area to area. Let, let's start our, uh, our, our journey from actually the track. So at the Meadowlands Racetrack, yeah, you know, it's it's a horse racing track. For those that don't know, mm -hmm. um, people call it. Uh, it's uh, fondly known as the Big M, and it does both harness racing, which is its primary, and it does thoroughbred racing, which is you know without the little cart behind the horse. So, it has actually racing year round. Uh, probably not right now, but <laughs> normally year round. Mm -hmm. And um. So again, 1976, September 1st, they they opened and they started harness racing at that time. A year later, on September 6th, 77, that's when they did their first thoroughbred race. So, now have either of you guys actually been to the track? Yes, and I, I bet uh, there too. My first uh, go round, and uh, I think I won like fourteen dollars. Not too shabby. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Stan? I. I did go a couple of times, not too often though. I don't remember if I won or lost, but typically when I gamble, I lose. So I'll play the percentages that I lost, but it was, okay. it was enjoyable. I just, I just never went that often. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it is a pretty cool experience. I remember years ago, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Ferrante, he, myself, Christian, we, we used to actually go, I think it was, at 9.30 at night, I think, because you only have a couple of races left, and uh, entry was free at that point. So what we would do is we would go, we would pick up a racing form because people were uh, you know, like frustrated at that point and threw down their racing form. <laughs> so we would get in free, pick up someone's racing form without having to buy one, and then you know, bet on like the last couple of races. <laughs> so we, we, we learned a little about uh, horse racing, and uh, but yeah, I, I think on the like what you're saying, uh, Chief. If you t if you take you know like a uh, total times gone, yeah, probably lost more than one. O although I did have one night where I hit two exactas. There you go. Nice. How much you make that night? Um, well, because I was only betting like a couple of bucks on the exacta, I think I wound up getting like eighty bucks or something like that. All right, well, not too shabby. No. Come there, like. They're, uh, you know, amazing uh, food uh, that they serve at the racetrack. <laughs> well, they did upgrade that, you know, the, the, the restaurants there. Oh, at, did they? Uh, I haven't the, been the back. In, I mean, literally, sounds like a teenager, you know. Mm -hmm. 18, 19, I'm saying, you know, not younger. I wasn't like. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say you wouldn't have been able to get in without a, without yeah. being accompanied by an adult at that point. Right. Um, we were with adults. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I, I also uh, had what one night I went um to to the track and I was not doing well and I was I was looking at the next race and there were two really long shots and the 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 one was an actual ninety to one long shot and I was like I should bet on that horse but of course I didn't. The horse called Worldly Gentleman uh came in first. <laughs> 
The, the horse wow. that came in second was a 75 to one. The, the exacta for a $2 exacta paid $2,500 that night. Wow. <laughs> but of course I didn't play any of that. I, 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 I just, you know, w- walked away at that point. Mm-hmm. Now they, they, they actually, as I said, they redid the track. The, the, Old grandstand uh, closed for racing in November of 2013, and they opened the new grandstand uh, later in November 2013. Um, they they were also looking to host some other things throughout the years. They they were looking to actually do a um, motorcycle racing series, and they were also trying to. At one point, they were talking about building the track so it could actually be used for NASCAR, but those things did not come to be. I want to say they've done racing, though, uh, before with, like, where... Yes. on your notes, or... Yes, they yeah. have done racing at the Meadowlands. Right. But not at the racetrack. They, okay. They actually set up back in... I'll get you in a second... It was 19, I believe, 88. No, 84. 84. The C, uh, the CART IndyCar Series held the first Meadowlands Grand Prix on a temporary circuit, you know, basically track, built in the stadium parking lot. But the race was only moderately successful. Crowds were eh. They, in 88, they did another course using the streets around the arena. That's safe. That's a good idea. Yeah, it, it, it is. Very yeah. safe. Um, that race continued until 91, and uh, crowds continued to stay away, so they stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. But, you know, the, 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 ra- the horse racing track is considered a typical, like, you know, size-wise, dimensions. And in the middle of the track is actually a little lake intended to uh, resemble the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now, s- speaking of the harness racing, one of the, most success- one of the most successful harness racers of all time racked up most of his wins at the Meadowlands. His name is John Campbell. And, um, and uh, Tim O'Reilly actually had a uh, Posted one of his memories is uh, is uh, he remembers John Campbell at at, at the uh, track here, and it, he th- this guy actually won his ten thousandth victory at the Meadowlands in two thousand eight. Wow, huh. wow, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool that uh, Meadowlands racing track. Now, as you went into uh, Pete, a little bit of the well, didn't they have? racing but it was not part of the track it was done in the uh in the parking lot yeah anyone know of any other things that ha- happened in the parking lot the metal ends fair yeah was you are correct fair, yeah. yep uh the state metal ends fair began in 86 now don't confuse that with the new jersey state fair that one's held in sussex county this is the State Fair Meadowlands or Meadowlands Fair. They're still holding it now, aren't they? I mean, well, not now, but I mean, you know, a year ago. Yeah, they no, they, every it, year. It, it, it still has been operating every year, although there have been some incidents uh, over the years. For example, it, uh, it was, I believe, a few years ago. I don't have the uh, the exact, but the, the, there was actually um, sure, heard no. gunshots. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't been to the Meadowlands Fair in a while. That that might be why. Yeah, nor have I. And uh, also, do you know another thing that for years that they did also in the parking lot? W- what was that? They did. T- anyone want to take a stab? I'm trying to guess. Uh, how about a hint? Okay. Um. You 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 could go there as both a Customer or a seller? Oh, like a flea uh, flea market? Yep. Situation? Yeah. For many years, the the, uh, the the parking lot held a flea market, which which was always canceled when the spaces were needed for stadium events, of course. Right. Or, or the fair. But let, let's uh, walk on over now to the stadium, Giant Stadium, also known as the Swamp. 
Um, as as we talked about, seventy six was when Giant Stadium opened, and uh, the the Giants started there. Unfortunately, the first game lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, the the maximum seating there was eighty thousand two hundred forty two, which was a pretty big stadium. Now, besides the Giants, you also had some other tenants. The first tenant, um, actually, well, I shouldn't say the first tenant. The the other uh, NFL tenant to join was uh, the New York Jets. They joined in. Uh, I have it. Just uh, give me one moment. I believe it was 1981 when the New York Jets uh, became tenants at the Meadowlands. And their first game, um, they lost as well. (laughs) So, yeah, at least, uh, you know, consistency. The tradition continues. Yes, the the tradition continues. Mm. Now, there was... A, you know, people wondered why, when the Jets came, why was it still called Giant Stadium? Not sure. Do you guys know the reason why it was still called Giant Stadium and not, you know, the, uh, Meadowland Stadium or some other thing at that point? Well, when you you mentioned the gentleman's name that was the president of the Jets. <laughs> that helped in luring the Giants from Yankee Stadium, would there have been some kind of arrangement that they would play there under the auspices that it would be called Giant Stadium? Did the Giants have something to do with the naming of it in an agreement to play there? You know, well, yes, the Giants did. You, you are correct in in all parts here. Like One of the uh, stipulations of the Giants coming is they got to name the stadium Giant Stadium. Now... There was an additional clause in that stadium lease. Changing the name of the stadium required the approval of the Giants. <laughs> ah. So when the Jets came, uh, they asked, can we change the name? And the Giants said, no. <laughs> so, oh, so for many years, it still was Giant Stadium, although... When Jets had their games, they would just call it, they were playing at the Meadowlands. Well, they used to have that insignia too, right? At midfield, there mm-hmm. was the red and white insignia that was the, what was it said, the New Jersey Meadowlands or something. So it gave people the idea of where it was because you had two teams called New York, but right. I guess New Jersey and the Sports Authority, Exposition Authority that you mentioned wanted some credit for where they were playing, some notoriety for it. Oh, yeah. So no, but you're you're right. And just so you know, Chief, it took time to set up between like a Jets game and a Giants game. It, it took hours and hours for them to make the switches that were right. necessary to go from a Giants field to a Jets field, including that that thing in the in the center there. Huh. Now, um, the the. The, the, there was a, a, another r- rumored tenant of uh, of the uh, Giant Stadium. D- does anyone know about the rumored tenant? You the said rumor. R- rumored tenant. Yeah. The rumored tenant. Yeah. Well, I thought the New Jersey Generals played there, but is that the rumored tenant you're referring? No, to? no. New, Jer- New, Jer- New Jersey Generals did play there. The, you know, the USFL. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But okay. there, there, there was another uh, r- r- rumored tenant supposedly. Oh, was it going to be Rutgers, maybe? Nope, nope, nope. The, the, the rumored tenant for many years of Giant Stadium is <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, for, for many years, the, the, uh, the, the popular legend uh, stated that the remains of Hoffa, whose disappearance coincided with the construction of the stadium, had been buried under one of the end zones. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it, it, it led to some fun things like uh, Sports Illustrated su- su- suggested that uh, it, it took on special meaning when a punter goes for the coffin corner kick. <laughs> Very good. 
And uh, even Marv Alford uh, d- uh, joined uh, in on the uh, fun uh, one year when he said, uh, you know, the, the, the team was kicking towards the Hoffa end of the field. <laughs> but good. Uh, I don't know if uh, did either of you guys uh, ever watched the show Mythbusters. Uh, on occasion. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah s- same here. They actually had an episode where they put the legend to the test and they used equipment to see if they, they could find human remains, you know, without digging, of course, under the end zones, anywhere on the field, or even in the stands. And they were not able to find any. And when the stadium, the original giant stadium was demolished, and you know, when the new MetLife Stadium was built, uh, no human remains were found. So did so the, the myth is, it you know, uh, it still stands. Uh, not the myth stands, but it, it just it's it seems very uh, unlikely that he's buried there. Correct. Unless yeah. uh, unless, you know, someone went in and, uh, you know, be, between when they were uh, demolishing and digging, maybe someone went in and quickly uh, you know, moved the body. We, we'll never know. Right. But I, I know there have been some plays over the years where, you know, like, uh, you know, we're opposing players tripped, you know, when trying to tackle one of our players. So. You know, maybe Mr. Hoffa had some uh, had some hand in that. <laughs> maybe he was a Giants or a Jets fan, Hoffa. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'd say Giants fan. He's from the Midwest, <laughs> yeah. Think, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Was, wasn't he uh, Michigan, Hoffa? Yeah, he's from the Midwest somewhere, I think. Yeah. But um, you you mentioned Chief, the Generals. In um, let's see. Yeah, the the Jersey Generals, the USFL, started using Giant Stadium for their games, and uh, in fact, the the last USFL game ever played, the championship game of '85, was also played at Giant Stadium. Unfortunately, the Generals were not in it. Uh-huh. The Generals never won uh, the league, but there were some other tenants of uh, of Giant Stadium that were pro football. Can you name? At least a couple more, like two more. Are these tenants that were there on some kind of a permanent basis, or they just played there occasionally? Ah, you're on to something, Chief. There were some permanent ones, and there was a temporary one. The permanent ones were you had the New York, New Jersey Knights of the World League of American Football. Oh, God, never would have gotten that. If never anyone remembers that. them. Yeah, no. remember you can't spell waffle without W L A F. The New New York New Jersey Hitmen of the XFL. Oh, I that, remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon. Oh, I'm sorry. It was XFL, right? Yep. Yeah, XFL. Okay. That that was Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. The New York Sentinels, who played one game at the stadium in the United Football League uh, inaugural season, and. There is was this going to be a soccer? Or do you have? A, is this a play on words? One's actually a soccer. No, no. Th- this no, is okay. a pro football. Actual, uh, someone that used Giant Stadium as a home arena. Do you remember uh, Stan? Giant Stadium or MetLife Stadium? Giant, Giant Stadium. Stadium. And an NFL team. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's. And it wasn't the Giants or the Jets. And they used it for a season as for their home games. Not, Not a Eagles. season. A game. Not the a Eagles. A single game. A single game. Uh, the Eagles? No. It Buffalo. was. What, what's that? Buffalo? Nope. Bill? No. Nope. That's I'm trying to keep it uh, in the tri-state area. <laughs> and that's yeah, the thing. Don't guess. even think of the tri-state area. Oh. That's, that's the whole thing. In fact, I'll give you another hint. The Giants were the visiting team. Okay, so somebody played there because they had to reverse roles. Something must have happened to their stadium. Yeah. Is it something surrounding possibly a natural disaster? That's correct, Chief. Stadium couldn't play, so they had... Oh, boy. Uh, Can you give me a year? I believe it was 2000... Was it 2005, 2006? New Orleans Saints? Right. The Saints oh, actually used Giant Stadium for a home game against the Giants. 
right. because of the damage to the Louisiana Superdome from Hurricane Katrina. Katrina, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, the, the Giants and the Jets were not always the home team at that stadium. But there have been plenty of uh, memorable moments at the stadium. Um, do you have any particular moments, um, Stan, that, that you would think of, like when you think of Giant Stadium? Uh, well, I, I would say a lot, too, because there's also college football that was played there. Oh, yeah. For some time. They used to have something called the Kickoff Classic, which was the first game to start the college football season. And yes. they used giant stadium i want to say their first game 83 the early 80s and 83 I think to the, 2002 the kickoff classic right yeah and i think the first time they played i was very young i i would not have watched a game on tv then but i think it it was either the first game or one of the first featured the defending national champs penn state against nebraska who was number one in the country at the time so that would have been a highlight college game, mm-hmm. again, in that early to mid-80s period. And I, I mean, I think a game that would come to my personal memory would have to be in 86, as the Giants were ready to host the Redskins for what would have been the first um, NFC title game, and I think any conference title game to be held in Giants Stadium against the Redskins. You're correct. And um, and they went on to win the game. And I, you know, memory serves you, several other friends of ours yep. were driving around the night before in that area because we we did grow up not too far from there. Correct. And we stopped to get something to eat at the Burger King. That's I think it's still there. Pretty. Yeah, close I, I, I think, yeah, over in that Meadowlands area, there's still that Burger King. Yeah. And we stopped in there and, and we. Uh, wrote messages on the bags like good luck giants and we hung them as close as we could get to the stadium on entryway like something that we thought would have been entryway doors so yeah what, uh, one of the gates yeah one of the gates mm-hmm. so that the players could see it uh the next day we came we did that on a saturday night the game was on a sunday yep <laughs> yeah yeah see that, that 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 was a great memory uh yeah, but we were also you know all worried that it's like you know are, are we going to get like arrested or something you know like you know trespassing on the uh, giant stadium uh, <laughs> premises, but no, we, we went there. We, you know, got in the, I think we got right to the parking lot and then just put on the gate, the, 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 the bag with the, you know, like the, yeah. the sign that we made. Right. Yeah. I'm, the, sure that, they were, I'm sure when they were celebrating their victory and going out to Pasadena, they were thinking about thanking us. It just maybe slipped their mind or something and all the excitement. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there, there, there've also been some other like great um memories. Yeah, well, and some not so great at uh Giant Stadium like uh such as the the miracle at the Meadowlands, if you remember that one with, with uh versus oh, yeah. the Eagles. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. was uh that wasn't a good time. Yeah, that that, that that was when uh, Pasarczyk, uh handed off to Larry Zonka and um, fumbled, and Herm Edwards picked up the fumble for a touchdown, giving the Eagles a nineteen to seventeen win. Yeah, but you know, if you think about it, there were so many other good memories there. I mean, there was clearly some some bad ones. I mean, epic loss to the Rams. I think it was in 89 flipper Anderson catching the, uh, yeah. And just, he he, he just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Right up the tunnel and leave. But I mean, the giants had a winning record in that building and throughout the eighties built their, I mean, in the seventies, you know, which they, they came in, the building wasn't that good, but in the eighties that really took off as a birth, as you know, like a centerpiece to some of the best football in the NFL with the giants. And, and actually, um, our, our friend uh, Fred Jenkins, uh, you, you remember him, uh, Stan, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of his uh, favorite memories was actually um, during those playoffs, uh, the divisional playoff versus the 49ers when Jim Burt hit Montana oh, yeah. and uh, LT picked, uh, picked, picked the ball, the ran it in for six. Yeah, yeah. And the Giants won that game 49-3. to three. Yeah. They, they, 
they had three picks of Montana. Sims had four touchdowns on only nine passes. And Joe Morris had 159 yards and two TDs. And yeah. of course, the, uh, the other memory was Montana got knocked out of that game. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was utter dominance by the Giants and led to the game that you're talking about, which led to the first Super Bowl win by the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't, and I'm not, I'm getting my dates a little confused, but didn't Strahan set the single season sack record in that stadium as well? That was before MetLife, wasn't it? Yes, I believe that. Yeah. One year at MetLife. Yeah. Because, um, that was uh, what wasn't that with the two thousand seven uh, team? Yeah, I'm trying to. Be, be, it because wasn't the team, it wasn't the team that won the Super Bowl. That would it wasn't that one. It was. I'm pretty sure it's before that. Well, well, it, it's he was still part of the team because the two thousand seven team was actually the one that uh, that beat. Uh, Tom Brady and uh, the Patriots right. in the Super Bowl and Strahan. Right. That was his last uh, last hurrah. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm I think he broke that sack record. It might have been the year before or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was in Giant Stadium, though, not MetLife. I'm, I'm correct. I think. No, you're, you're, you're right. Actually, so, so, some other uh, co- cool moments at the uh, stadium. Uh one of what they call one of the greatest games in the stadium history. I know you're not going to agree on this one, uh, Chief, but uh, when uh, the Jets beat the Dolphins 51 to 45 in overtime. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah uh, Ken O'Brien yeah. threw for uh, over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Dan Marino four, threw for over 400 yards and six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. A lot of defense that day. Yeah, yeah, very, very uh, stingy defense. A lot of defense. Well, it's also the fake Marino's fake spike was in Giant Stadium against the Jets, right? That's become a famous play in NFL. November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four, the fake spike. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and uh, which led to Miami winning that game twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Now, like in, in almost a, um, a a precursor, a, a glimpse into the things to come. On number eight, November eighth, eighty-seven, the Giants defeated the Patriots seventeen ten in ESPN's first televised regular season game. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and and there've also been some uh, so, so, some some uh, cr- cruddy moments uh, as well when uh, you know, like re- remember the uh, the snowball game in ninety-five when uh, oh, fans yeah. pelted the field with snowballs. That the, oh, yeah. the snowballs yeah. actually knocked out a Chargers equipment imag- uh, manager, uh, the San Diego Chargers, their equipment manager. He was knocked unconscious by a snowball because I think that might have had a little more ice in it. Yeah, not not the soft uh, packing snow problem. No. And uh, an- another um, f- favorite moment by uh, s- s- some of our friends, uh, Steve Holtzman said in uh, f- for uh, January 14th, 2001, when the New York Giants defeated the Vikings forty-one to nothing yeah. uh, for the NFC uh, Championship game to advance to the Super Bowl, uh, to advance to Super Bowl thirty-five. Uh, an- another friend of ours, uh, Frank Ramsey, uh, he-, he mentioned one of his uh, favorite moments. W- was not a favorite Giant moment, uh, but uh, his was when the Vikings came back against the Giants in the 97 wildcard game. He was at the game. And, of course, a lot of his friends that were with him were Giants fans and were uh, egging him on the whole time. But uh, Fra- Frank had the last laugh that day. <laughs> I think that's the same year. That was Jim Fossil's first year. I think, I think you're right. Coach and was coach of the year that year. I think but you're right. I, and, and, to be, and actually, I was at that game also. I, oh, wow. I was there. Yeah, not a. That was that was not a good day for the Giants. But not a shining moment. um, No, no, not definitely not a shining moment. But in the conference games, like you mentioned, not all of them were in Giant Stadium. But the Giants have a perfect record in NFC Conference championships. Every time they've gone, they've they've won. They've won five, and unfortunately, had one loss in the Super Bowl that followed. But right, but uh. But you mentioned also 
Giant Stadium was also the host to many college football games, such as the Kickoff Classic, some yeah. Rutgers home games. E- even Syracuse used uh, Giant Stadium uh, while the, the Carrier Dome was under construction. Uh, Columbia used it as a temporary stadium. Temple used it as a pr- uh, temporary stadium. Princeton even used uh, as a home game. Um, now, I believe the Army there was, Navy rivalry. The Army Navy yes, the Army Navy rivalry was also a big one. Yeah, uh, three occasions uh, that they played at uh, Giant Stadium. And um, if, if memory serves me, Giant Stadium also held high school football. Since uh, I believe the the furthest back I could find it was 1980, but um, weren't the high school a lot of the New Jersey high school championships were held at Giant Stadium? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. 80 That's might right. be the 80 might be the first one. You could be right about that. I'm not yeah, sure, it, but definitely for years, New Jersey is it has an interesting uh, dynamic for high school championships and that we play sectional we played a sectional finals not overall state finalists like some states will have a state champion for each group size we play sectional championships so the sectional championships for the north sections were played in giant stadium for a while so there's a lot of games played there because we had so many sectional champions in which you know has in, in large part due to the density of our state. We have so many high schools. The state's always found it to be difficult in figuring a system that you can play down to one champ, considering we we have so many schools to get through. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, uh, if memory serves me right, Chief, you also uh, you you coached uh, or uh, you were assistant coach for one of those uh, championships at uh, Giant Stadium. Weren't you uh, for high school? Uh, yeah, I was, and I was fortunate enough to be an assistant coach at St. Joseph's in Montvale. Right. It was. Uh, you, you, you guys were a powerhouse. Well, the head head coach was a legendary uh, coaching figure in the state of New Jersey. Yep. And he built a powerhouse program there. Uh, tons of great players. Very oh yeah. Tradition. I was very fortunate to to be a part of it for the, the several years I was there. And in 95, uh, we capped off an undefeated season in Giant Stadium, uh, beat DePaul High School there. Yep. Yeah, I, I was at that game. That that, that was yeah. awesome. Me too. Yeah, it was, um, that was a great game. Um, I, at that point in time, that St. Joe's team, uh, ESPN didn't do national rankings then. The USA Today did. Mm-hmm. And they, they may still. But they were the only – ranking agency at the time and they ranked that St. Joe's team number eight in the country. And I believe, and I'm, and I don't want to speak at a term, but I think that was the highest ranked nationally ranked New Jersey team in our state's history. That's since been broken. Wow. Uh, well, well, yeah, since, since then, yeah. With the, the growth of the parochial football circuit. But at Correct. that time, that was a, a really, a really good team. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Stan, who was the, uh, the, the, the coach? He was my gym teacher, and the name is escaping me now, and I'm embarrassed, that you worked on a short, uh, broad guy mustache for that game. Uh, Frank Salvano coached on the staff. Yes, Frank Salvano, Coach Salvano, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah he, he was, he you was know, definitely um, one of the gym coaches. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, uh, he was a great guy. I, I liked working with him very much. He bring up his name off of the Meadowlands topic, but he is – he was a baseball coach there for a very long time. and he, Yeah, he was. He might be – I'm pretty sure he was and still might be to this day. He has the most wins in Bergen County history. Oh, wow. Uh, for ba- for ba- wow. Did not know that. Yeah, he was a great guy, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it was a pleasure working with him. So, switch, switching gears from, uh, from football, we're going to go to football, but the international version known as soccer. Um, we used to have the Cosmos that played at Giant Stadium as well. Yeah. I actually saw Pele play. Yeah, well, you know, Pele played his the final game of his career at Giant Stadium. Ah, did not know that. Wow. October 1st, 1977. It was an exhibition game between the Cosmos and Santos, Pele's 
Brazilian national team that he uh, used to play for. And who won that game? The Cosmos won. Oh, awesome. Do, do you know who Pele played for? Um, no. They didn't play for the, did he play for the Cosmos? Well, you're partially right. The, the first half of the game, Pele played for the Cosmos. The second half of the game, Pele played for Santos. That's bizarre. <laughs> they should not have allowed that. Well, now, how it's, that it's Pele. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Hey, how do you, how do you say soccer and Pele and say he's not allowed to in in any sentence? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, we we've also had the Metro Stars. Uh, we've had some other international games, including the 1994 parts of the FIFA World Cup were played at Giant Stadium, and I I actually got to uh, go to the game, uh, Italy versus Norway, which uh, Italy won one nothing. Very nice, and um. Yeah, you know, and some other European soccer tours have come through. We also had the New Jersey Red Bulls, formerly the Metro Stars, uh, also play at the stadium. Now, um, we we also had a Vatican connection with Giant Stadium as Pope John Paul II <laughs> played the stadium, or well, he, he uh, held mass at the stadium um, back in. Uh, you know what? I I forgot the year here. I, I forgot to put, but. It was 82,948 people attended that mass. Oh, oh, yeah, here it is. October 5th, 1995. But the the Pope's record was broken by U2 <laughs> in oh, September 24th, 2009, when 84,472 uh, were, were at the, uh, the U2 concert. Huh. And uh, the stadium is also a great place to see concerts such as uh, Amnesty International's A Conspiracy of Hope back in 86. That was the, the police. That was their final full live performance together until they reunited 21 years later. Huh. Uh, let's see. There was Tattoo the Earth back in 2000, which had 42 tattoo artists from all over the globe and a, and a huge lineup of uh, like um, metal uh, hard rock bands. Um Let's see, of course, Springsteen played there many a time. I actually saw his his uh, farewell tour. Oh, you did? Stadium. I was at the last um, the, the last showing of the you, old stadium, Giants. Stadium. October 9th. October yeah. 9th, 2009. That's when uh, uh, Springsteen closed out Giants Stadium. And he, and he uh, debuted a new song at the, at the time in honor of the stadium entitled Wrecking the Ball. Wrecking Ball. Oh, yep. Wow. Yeah, I remember I heard that there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Th th there were many other great concerts there. The, the the Who played. Pink Floyd did the entire Dark Side of the Moon in 1994. Um, and and that was in fact their final U.S. show ever <laughs> during the Division wow. Bell tour. Um, again, Springsteen many a time. Uh, bon Jovi sold out. Eight consecutive uh, sellouts in 2006 at Giant Stadium, part of the Have a Nice Day tour. Uh, Live Earth had their uh, big uh, series. A, a portion, the New York portion, was at Giant Stadium. U2, of course. And Bono even joked that uh, not even the Pope has had as many people there. And he was right. Yeah, U2 actually broke the record. And... Uh, the, the giant stadium was actually used in a couple of things in pop culture in uh, the 2008 film day. The earth stood still giant stadium is part of that film and is destroyed by nanites. But we, we know that it was not destroyed by non nanites. It was actually destroyed the, uh, you know, uh, a couple of years later <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to make way for the new stadium and also paradise city. The, uh, the video for uh, the guns and roses song paradise city half of it was filmed at giant stadium. And I was at that concert. It was, uh, it was Aerosmith, deep purple and guns and roses was the tour. Nice. Wow. Yeah. We're going to rush through, uh, some of the other parts of the, uh, the, 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 uh, sports complex here, because I didn't realize how much time we just took at giant stadium, oh, but <laughs> yeah, giant at uh, MetLife stadium. Now the new stadium, opened in 2010 but you know it didn't get 
the name MetLife Stadium until 2011. Correct. It was, it was actually yeah. just called the the new Meadowlands the new Meadowlands Stadium when it opened. Yeah, I went to the first game that opened there. The Giants played the uh, Panthers. I still have the ticket. I have it uh, framed in my basement. That's awesome. What it says on it. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Now you know there's a controversy surrounding the naming of the stadium because th- before MetLife got the uh, naming rights. There was a German company, Allianz, that also a um, a financial service insurance company yep. based out of Munich, Germany. They wanted to purchase the naming rights because they already had naming rights over in Germany to one of the big stadiums over there. And some of the technology used for that stadium was going to be used in the, the new stadium. However, <laughs> it sparked protests from the Anti-Defamation League and uh, the New York Jewish community, because Alliance has been around for many years, including uh, there were close ties between Alliance and the government of Germany, Nazi Germany during World War Two. So uh, Alliance backed out of those talks in September 12th, 2008. So, yeah, can't have a new stadium without some controversy. Yep, sure. But uh, the MetLife Stadium is actually uh, – it was awarded by the Environmental Protection Agency the greenest stadium in 2009 for a lot of – because a lot of things were recycled from Giant Stadium. They reused a lot of the steel and building materials and uh, some of the other um, environmentally friendly materials that they used uh, earned them this award. Now, you know, there there have been many, uh, you know, many, you know, football games also at the stadium, you know, the the, the new MetLife Stadium, including the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that was Super Bowl, what was that, 53, right? I forgot the number. It was the Bron- Broncos versus Seahawks, though, right? It was uh, 48. Yeah. Nick. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 48. You're right. Yep. My, my um, bad. February. Second, uh, 2014, I believe. Yep, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Now, normally the Super Bowl is not held in um, a place where the average temperature is lower than 50 degrees and not a climate controlled stadium. But Goodell, uh, the commissioner, actually waived the requirement because of the uh, the heritage and history of the NFL in New York, uh, in the huh. New York region. But did, by the way, does anyone know why it's not the New Jersey Giants and the New Jersey Jets? Well, I would just, I, mean, I don't know specifically. My guess would just be that was not the original name of the teams when they started playing. and They didn't see any need to change it just because they moved stadiums. You are pretty much uh, correct, Stan, because actually there's no rule in the NFL that you're team name the city associated with the team name actually has to be the city where you actually play because there have been many other teams that have that have played in a city other than the city name associated with the team Um, MetLife has also hosted Wrestlemania twice uh, and soccer has returned and college football has returned to the stadium as well as concerts. Um, let's see. Uh, there have been a, a few notable things. I know, uh, Pete, you, Anthony, and I saw ACDC there. Yes. That was, a, and literally, that I think that was like one of the last shows that they did with Brian Johnson before Brian Johnson had to step down. That's so correct. So I'm really happy that we got to see him before, you know. Yeah, that was the Rocker Bust Tour. Yeah, and and you, you are correct. Yeah, that was the last uh, go round with Brian Johnson, the, uh, the lead singer. Now it looks, you know, like yeah, you know, I'm not getting off topic, but that he might be returning to the fold. That's what I mean. They recorded a record with him, so we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll see. And um, yeah, let's see. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, oh, and and also besides the concerts, in uh, July 14th and 15th, 2017, the stadium even hosted. The 18th International Indian Film Academy Awards, basically the Oscars of Bollywood for the first time. Wow. So, you know, some odd things that have, you know, happened at the stadium over the years. 
that, you know, like you, you wouldn't associate necessarily with a stadium in, in the swamps of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Now, let, let, let's rush through the Meadowlands Arena real quick. The, 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 uh, the arena is located on Route 120. Now, before I said Route 20, it was Route 20, but got renamed Route 120 because it didn't connect anymore to actually mainline Route 20. It became part of Patterson Plank Road. Oh, get out. That's so funny. <laughs> it was repurposed and became 120. And it's, a, it's, it's across you know, the highway from the stadium and the racetrack. And it was originally built to accommodate the Nets. And they also used it to lure a hockey team to uh, New Jersey. And does anyone know that hockey team? That's right. Yep, you're both wrong. It was the Colorado Rockies, who then became known as the New Jersey Devils. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was the history of that. Yeah, but in 1982, the Colorado Rockies joined the Nets in the new building and became known as the New Jersey Devils. Okay. And uh, then the the Nets and Devils were joined by the Seton Hall Pirates, who started playing their college games there as well. And as I said before, Springsteen opened the uh, Brendan Byrne Arena with a series of six sold-out shows back in July 2nd, 81. Uh, The first Nets game, they lost, of course, to the New York Knicks. (laughs) And I think it was 103-99. The... Uh, NBA All-Star Game was hosted in 82 at the arena, and the 1996 NBA Draft was also hosted at the arena. The uh, Devils played their first game on October 5th, 82, against Pittsburgh, which ended in a tie. So breaking the tradition of losing your first game, the the Devils came in and said, nah, we'll we'll at least just tie. Hmm. Uh, Then, of course, as I said, the the, the arena went through some name changes over the years. when it was the Continental Arena, it actually hosted the 1996 Final Four, the uh, the, the college men's Final Four, won by Kentucky. And did you know that that was the last Final Four to date held in an arena specifically built for basketball? All the other Final Fours are built in multi are, are held in multi-purpose arenas. Better capacity for for crowds, probably. Yeah. Now. Uh, let's uh, go ahead. Now, of course, the, the Devils have actually held a few of their championships, like you know, the championship games, have been won at the arena. And unfortunately, uh, the NBA championship also was uh, held in the arena, but unfortunately, the Nets were on the losing end of that versus the Lakers in 2002. But as I said, you know, the... Uh, we we know the Nets moved on. They moved on first to the Prudential Center and then to uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The Devils moved on to the Prudential Center in Newark. And um, Seton Hall also uh, vacated and moved on to the Prudential Center. So without tenants, the arena kind of <laughs> fell on hard times and was uh, po- posting losses every year. Uh so there were still some concerts being held and like uh, events such as ice skating or circuses. But yeah, th- that that uh, ended in March 2015. And the final event at the arena was the Ringling Brothers Circus, which also ended. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guarantee that comes back at some point. Now, you know, look, you know, met, there were many, many, many great uh, concerts held at the arena, and a lot of actually bands have used the arena because of its acoustics for live recordings, including Springsteen, The Rolling Stones, The Grateful Dead, Rush, Dave Matthews Band, Kiss, and... Um, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers used it for the music video for Snow Heyo. Uh, Iron Maiden used it for the concert documentary Flight 666. Uh, and <laughs> American Idol used it uh, for their auditions, but kept calling it, the, those were the New York auditions. Damn it, you're in New Jersey. <laughs> Tell people where you really are. Now, we're, we're going to just very quickly, because we're, because we're a couple of minutes over, Stan, we're going to play a game. It's called Jersey, Not Jersey. Okay. 
Pete is going to read off some events for you. You're, you're going to love tell us, what, What's that, Pete? I said, you're going to love this. Several of the uh, events that you mentioned were part of my, like, a seven. So now I'm down to four. Okay. So <laughs> we're, okay. we're going to do a lightning round here of events held at uh, held, held in New Jersey or not in New Jersey. Right. Okay. So we're going to go well, – well, we'll start off if you've been paying attention to one of our earlier podcasts about the uh, the Negro League World Series. The Negro League World Series 1946, were any of uh, those games held in New Jersey? Yes. And do, where uh, where uh, were they held, uh, Stan? In what uh, city? Yeah, I mean it, it probably – it's going to be Newark or the Oranges – I would guess. You are correct, Stan. You are correct, Stan. Games two, six, and seven right. were held in Newark, New Jersey, the Newark Eagles. Yep. Yeah, the- yeah and, and, and there are some um, Major League Baseball Hall of Famers on those Newark Eagles teams. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 1985 Live Aid was any you said, part. Pete, you said 1985? Yeah, 1985, yeah. The, the big concert Live Aid. Yep. Were any of those performances held in New Jersey? We had Queen there, right? Who else was uh, in that uh, that whole lineup of uh, Live Aid? Uh, Nick, Bob Gelbaum. Uh, you had a, a Zep reunion. You had a... Yeah. Well, that was the English version, right? Then Farm Aid were the American singers, or am I... No, is my no, memory li- not serving? Live Aid actually was held across the globe in a few different locations. Okay. And was any of them in New Jersey? Right. Yep. I'm gonna say no, but I'm not I'm not confident on the guess. I'm just taking a guess. Pete, the tell answer us the answer. Is, no, they were not held in New Jersey. They were actually a JFK uh stadium right. in uh, in Philly. Okay. Now excellent. excellent. Uh yeah. You were talking about WrestleMania, right, uh Nick. That was Yep. Just some, you know, whatever, not trivia, but some facts about that. That was that was held at MetLife on April seventh, twenty thirteen. There were eighty thousand six hundred and seventy six spectators. It was the third most attended event in uh, WWE history. The highest grossing event, actually, in WWE history, made uh, $12.3 million. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, when they held uh, WrestleMania 35, April 7th, 2019, their attendance was 82,000. It surpassed the original 82,265, $16.9 in, uh, in revenue. Um so let's uh, okay. I got one more for you here. Um, there was a big music event in a particular state, featured Shania Twain, Keith Urban, Cher, Elton John, Britney Spears, and this. What do you think that this? All of these uh, artists packed together, famous musical artists. Did this event happen in New Jersey or not? Well, that's that's tough. Uh, this. I could only just take a 50-50 shot here. I'll say yes. What do you think, Nick? I'm going to say no. I, I don't know. If I'm, something's making me uh, lean the other way there. So does anyone actually remember the Sovereign Bank Arena, which was in Trenton, no. New Jersey? Oh. Now, wow. it opened in 1999. I don't, now, I'm maybe our listeners can like chime in here, but... I don't. I believe it is no longer there. But the in its 1999 opening, it featured to have Shania Twain, Keith Urban, Cher, Elton John, Britney Spears, and other artists. Um, Damn. Bruce Springsteen played there. Our our buddy Justin Bieber <laughs> was there. <laughs> uh, and it, but it became then you know after the, it was renamed the Cure Insurance Arena in Trenton, and um, oh, yeah, hosted okay. there, a bunch of artists. But it was uh, and a New Jersey. Um, I, I I don't even think I've even had heard of it except I like that the name the Sovereign Bank Arena sounds familiar to me, but we we never made our way down like the Trenton area, you know. So maybe gotcha. that's why not, since we have this in our backyard, Giant Stadium. Exactly. Right. And, uh, yeah, we, we we've been very lucky. And I, I, just to wrap up real quick, I just want to give a couple of other uh, shout outs for uh, memories people had. Uh, Robert Franz. Uh, he, he remembers Metallica on Mother's Day at the stadium, and uh, Chris Ryerson, our friend, um, she, she she remembers seeing the Devils play uh, w- w- with her uh, husband Joel, 
And uh, she, she also remembers back in 93, uh, their teacher took them to see the New Jersey Nets play at the Brendan Byrne Arena, but it was right after the first World Trade Center attack. And she could remember how surreal it was to see actual the the icon of the skyline with the lights blacked out and yeah. still some smoke at that time. Crazy. But yeah, it, it's it's strange. Some of the memories that we all have of the, the, the Meadowlands Sports Complex over the years, the, the, there's so many events that have happened there. So many great ones, some bad ones. But, you know, th- 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 that's what makes a memory. But I just wanted to thank you, Stan, for yeah, being our you, guest man. today. Uh, I, I hope you had some fun. You know, like it, hope hope you learned a, a couple of things there about uh, the the uh, whole uh, Meadowlands Sports Complex. Oh yeah, absolutely, very informative, cool. and no problem at all. I enjoyed being a guest. Cool, Chief. Great. And yeah, for for all those out there, you know, please uh, l- listen to What Exit Jersey Stories. Uh, we're pushing our stuff out onto the normal podcasting. Uh, uh, apps and uh, locations you should be able to find it soon you can contact us at whatexitpodcast at gmail.com and uh, look for our uh, facebook page and also our twitter is exit what so anyway <laughs> yeah i, I kind of messed up on setting up the twitter but anyway for what exit jersey stories i've been nick franco i'm pete riario and with us today has been you're, you're allowed to say Stand your name, Stan. There we go. <laughs> I don't know. If you're Stand <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank yeah. you, Chief. Take, Take care. care. Thanks, Be man. safe. See you all soon.